If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 11, and we'll be in verse 1. So Luke chapter 11, and we will find ourselves, uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 3 this morning. And look at this idea of our daily bread, our daily bread. If you have your Bibles again, Luke chapter 11 will be in verse 3. And as we look at this idea of the Lord's daily providence of his daily bread, I want to take us back as you're turning to Luke chapter 11. You can put your finger there and turn back to Exodus chapter 16. Luke chapter 11 verse 3, you know, is Jesus's prayer and he's teaching the disciples how to pray. And he tells them, give us this day our daily bread. And as we look at the idea of what our daily bread means, what it is for us, let's take a step back and get some more context behind our daily bread in Exodus chapter 16. Now, I've preached many a sermon about the exodus of the people in the wilderness, but let's take a moment and look back for a moment at this particular moment in the Israelites' story. The Israelites have been uh, removed from captivity. They are wandering in the wilderness, and the Bible says that they are in the second month on the 15th day of their wandering in the wilderness. And just like every other moment in the Israelites' history, they begin to grumble, right? God provides and the people grumble. God provides and the people grumble, right? It's a, a story as old as time, right? We've been doing it since the beginning, right? God provides and the people grumble. God provides, the people grumble, right? I know you've never been in that holding pattern before, right? All God's people said, absolutely, we never grumble after the God's provision. And so the people are grumbling, right? God has led them out of their captivity. They've been praying continually for God's providence to release them from captivity. And there God provides, releasing them from captivity. Remember the whole walking across the Red Sea, that whole song and dance, right? Awesome stuff, walking across on dry land. And here they get out in the middle of the wilderness and they begin to grumble against Moses saying, would we had died by the hand of the Lord in Egypt? We sat by the meat pots and we ate bread to the full. You brought us here to kill us and everybody else with hunger. So this is where we are in the Israelite story, right? God has led them out in the wilderness and they've grumbled all the way. And they say to Moses, remember back in the day when we sat by the meat pots, right? Love to sit by a meat pot every once in a while and just sit there with the meat pots and the bread that just flows freely. Surely Moses, you've brought us out here to kill us. And so God says to Moses, I've heard the grumbling of my people and I'm about to rain bread from heaven for you. Go out every day from the tent of your meeting there, from the tents and gather a day's portion every day to test whether they will walk in my law or not. So every single day in the wilderness, the people are gonna walk from their tent and there's gonna be this fine, like grain-like, mist-like Uh, thing on the ground and they're together as much as they can carry for the day a day's sufficient bread for the day and if they gather too much that they cannot eat and they try to store enough for tomorrow what happens well the bible says in a very scientific way that it it stinks right it just gets really stinky it's right there in exodus chapter 16 if they gather too much the bread gets really stank right it stinks and worms fill the bread, right? If they gather too much to try to be sufficient for the next day, it doesn't work, right? Every day they are to go out and gather a portion for their family that is suitable for their needs. Every day, God provides their daily bread right there in front of them. And so as we go to 
Luke chapter 11. We look at it in light of Exodus chapter 16, where Jesus would call out to his father, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Let's pray together as we ask the Lord's help. Lord, we, or I guess I should say I, I recognize that I so often get so ahead of myself. Lord, today I I come just asking thank you for your daily bread. Thank you for how you have provided today our daily bread. Lord, and I walk forward into tomorrow knowing that you will provide a fresh and a new tomorrow. Lord, be with us now as we walk through your word. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we look back at Exodus 16, let's look forward to number one on your outline, that we have the joy of resting in the privilege of prayer. As we look at our daily bread, number one, we rest in the privilege of prayer. Look and see what Jesus is telling his disciples. As the disciples look at Jesus as he's praying, they say, Lord, teach us how to pray. And in Luke chapter 11, Jesus gives them just a few words of help. Right? He said, hallowed be your name, right? He, he obviously looks and says, Jesus, you are our God. You are the provision. You are the provider. You are the supplier of all good things. First and foremost, Jesus is going to look to his father as the provision and the provider of all good gifts. So first and foremost, he's going to go to the right source. Jesus is going to say, Lord, give us today our daily bread. A reminder to each of us the joy and the privilege that it is that we can go to the Lord and ask for our daily needs. Every day we can come forward to the Lord and say, Lord, here are my needs today. Here is what I need from you today. Lord, these are the things that I desperately need. That Jesus has given us a green light to come to him and say, Lord, here are my needs. Can you imagine every day waking up, opening up, your tent, and there is your daily bread on the ground. What would that do for you to wake up daily, go out of your tent, and you had no food, and you walk out, and there's all your food on the ground? What would that do to change your psyche of the day? I had no bread. I walk out my tent. Lord, there's the bread that you have provided for me. I mean, how miraculous would that be? How amazing would that be? How how much would that stir your heart towards joy? Well, you would think it would do it for the Israelites, but it didn't, right? You see over and over the Red Sea, the plagues, all the things, the the water coming out of the rock and all these things, yet they still continue to forget and grumble against the Lord. I'll confess, even as I've looked at this and read this and studied this this week, I've, I've been zoned in on my prayer before my meal, right? That moment in time where we're accustomed to stopping in the moment before we take our food and to say, Lord, Thank you for the provision of this meal, right? Many a family does it. You stop right before you eat, but I've I've been convicted of how even in that moment, that time where I have set aside to say, Lord, thank you for how you have provided this meal to us. How quickly it becomes a rote routine of things just to say, Lord, thank you for this food. Thank you for the hands that prepared it and somehow bless this pizza to the nourishment of our body, right? Somehow we just go through the little motion to get it done. And I think about the Israelites wandering in the wilderness every day, walking out saying, Lord, thank you for this food that you have provided to us. Lord, thank you for the daily bread that you have provided. And so we sit down to that breakfast and we sit down to that lunch and dinner and say, Lord, Lord, thank you that yet another day you have provided a meal. Lord, yet another day that you have given me work to do to provide this meal for our family. 
Lord, Lord, thank you for this this bounty on my table. Lord, thank you for the bread in the cupboard and milk in the fridge. Lord, thank you for these things that you have provided graciously. There's the rest and the privilege of prayer. Can you imagine the Israelites daily walking out, recognizing who it is that has provided for them this daily bread? I think when we begin to refocus and remind ourselves, Lord, thank you for the provision of your day to provide for us this daily bread, this daily provision. So number one, we rest in the privilege of prayer. And number two, we recall the priority of the day. I want us to recall the priority of the day. As we rest in the privilege of prayer, know that Jesus in Luke 11, chapter 3, Luke 11, verse 3 says, give us each day. Lord, give us each day our daily bread. We recall then Jesus telling us the priority of each day. If you flip over a little bit forward, uh, backwards in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, Jesus would say, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We recall in, Lord, give us today our daily bread, the recognition that the Lord is sufficient and his grace covers us today. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, which should be a, a, a verse that we know and recognize, says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every single morning. Great is your faithfulness. As much as I wish that we could procure a time machine sometimes and go back in time and change some things that we have done in the past, right? Some of you in this room live in the back in the rearview mirror wishing that we could go back and change some things that we have done, change some things and operations that we have done in the past. While others of us want a time machine so we could speed forward and go far into the future to get over the hump that we're in right now. But the reality is we are stuck right here. You are traveling through this life at the speed of one second, right? For some of you, it feels like the speed of light. For some of you, it feels like the speed of smell, right? It feels like it goes fast or it feels like it goes so slow. But here's where we are. We recall the priority of this day that we can't go forward and we cannot go back. We are here. This is the day the Lord has made today. Moment by moment, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, give us this day our daily bread recalls the priority of this day that we've been given, how we're going to invest in this day, in this time, in these opportunities that the Lord has given us. And we see Matthew six thirty four tells us, sufficient for this day is its own trouble. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. So we rest in the privilege of prayer. We recall the priority of the day. And number three, we restore the trust in God's provision. We restore the trust in God's provision. As we look to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, you see in verse 34, the word therefore. And anytime you see the word therefore, you look and see what it's. And then you go back and you see in verse 25, you see, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious. And so here we have a real conundrum. We've got two therefores. So we essentially just get stuck in a time warp where we just keep going backwards and backwards. 
I'm kidding, of course. But therefore, I tell you in verse 25, do not be anxious about your life. My goodness, that's a big word, right? Therefore, do not be anxious about your life. That's huge. Easier said than done, right, Jesus? Hey, just, just don't be anxious about your life. You wish you could just take that and internalize that forever and ever, amen, right? Just don't be anxious. Never going to be anxious again. Jesus says, do not be anxious about your life. And here's what he tells us and how we not be anxious about a life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. You get anxious, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them and are of you not more value than they. Of which in you, of which of you can be anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life. We restore the trust in God's provision. If God has been faithful to provide for us in the past, won't he be faithful tomorrow too? As we look back and see his provision, his hand of provision over us time and time and time again, we release the worry when we look around us and see how God has provided for us over and over and over and over and over again. We're stuck in the past or we're stuck in the future. We miss what God is doing right here in front of us. Say, Lord, thank you for your daily provision. So if we rest in the privilege of prayer, we recall the priority of the day. We restore the trust in God's provision for us that he will continue to provide for us. The, then, therefore, number four, release the worry of tomorrow. We release the worry of tomorrow. As we recognize, Lord, give us today. Lord, give me today your daily bread. We release the worry of tomorrow. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 remind us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Would you say that with me? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What most normally causes our worry is simply the unknown. When we don't know what tomorrow will bring, we are anxious about it. And when Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, this is the desire of his heart, that we would truly not be anxious about anything, knowing that the Lord provides daily bread to us that he will supply our needs in Christ. And I wish with everything I am to know everything that's coming around the corner. I wish that you could come sit in my office and I could say, hey, I want you to know that tomorrow you're gonna face this and then the next day you're gonna have this and then get ready because a week from now you're gonna have a massive storm come your way. You're gonna have a season of great joy in your life and then there's gonna be another season of sorrow. I wish that I could sit down with you and walk you through every detail of your life and tell you everything that's coming so that you could prepare for it. I wish that was the case. But the reality is I, I don't know what tomorrow brings you. I have no idea. 
but what I know with absolute clarity and certainty of my heart is that ever God brings you to, he will equip you for it. Friends, if the drought comes, he will provide rain. When the storm comes, he will provide the shelter. When the grief comes, he will provide the comfort. When the fire comes, he will be the protection. When sickness, he will provide peace. And in the darkness, he provides the light. And so I can't tell us what we're going to face or what we're going to walk through in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. But I can tell you that he will walk with us in it and through us. That he will supply every one of our needs in Christ. So, Lord, thank you for your daily bread. And we know because you have supplied it today that tomorrow we can look forward with anticipation your daily provision to, in, and through us. Most normally, when we look forward into the future, our worry is we don't know what tomorrow will bring. I can tell you, we know that the Lord will walk with us. He will carry us at times as a good shepherd and he will lead us and guide us every step of the way. And so our calling is found on Luke chapter 9, verse 23, at the very end of your outline. Let, it, let this soak into your heart. This is the desire of our hearts this morning. As we look at, Lord, give us today our daily bread. This is what we are called to, Luke 9, verse 23. And Jesus said to him, I, anyone who would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. In the same way that Jesus has provided us daily bread, we take up our cross daily and follow. In the morning, in the same way that the Israelites woke up and saw the bread provided for them daily, daily we have the opportunity to say, Lord, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, here is the daily bread. Thank you for how you have provided for me. And we can fret and we can worry about tomorrow's bread and provision all the day long. Or we can look and say, Lord, thank you that you have been faithful to provide grace sufficient for this day. And I will walk with you, Lord, and I will rejoice in the goodness of who you are. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, I pray that Luke chapter 9, verse 23 would be the desire of our hearts daily. That we would come after you, we would deny ourselves, and we would daily take up our cross and follow you. We recognize that this is a day in and day out desire of our hearts, that daily we would lay down our lives for you. Lord, and that you would daily provide for us. Lord, I, I confess my, my anxiety about the future while missing the bread that you have provided right in front of me. How you have cared for me. You have taken care of us, Lord, and I I confess that I so often look forward into the future with great anticipation and anxiety. Thank you for the simplicity of Luke chapter 11, teaching us how to pray. You would simply say, Lord, today, give us grace sufficient for this day. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. And would we feast on this nourishment every single day. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen.